coming off something like The Apprentice, I get so many messages every single day. Do you want to start a business? Mm. Would you like to go into, you know, coaching and consulting? Or the third one is profit share. And I okay. stay away from profit share 100% of the time because if I'm working on somebody else's business and have a percentage, usually it's 20, 25%, it's not me making the calls and mm. it's not me helping them out. It's all about them because it's their business. Mm. And I think especially if you're not an established business person, which, you know, I'm not, I'm, st- I'm still young, I'm still a baby business, I'm still a baby businesswoman. Um, if I start taking on too many things, I lose the focus on what actually really matters and that's growing my business. Mm. You're listening to Series 2 of the official podcast for the Festival of Enterprise with me, your host, Alex Chisnell. Join thousands of other established entrepreneurs and business people for free at Olympia in London from April the 28th to 29th, 2020. Just go to festivalofenterprise.co.uk to get your free ticket. The Festival of Enterprise is the event for any small and medium business looking to grow faster. This event will reward you for taking a day or two from working in your business to working on your business. We'll provide you with access to the most useful, tested methods of developing your businesses. We help you sustain, grow, scale and thrive faster and for longer than where you stand today. And for exhibitors and sponsors, we provide direct access to the UK businesses and individuals that are the most primed for growth. Festival of Enterprise is the home for entrepreneurs. Get your free ticket to this April's Festival of Enterprise at Olympia in London by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk. Welcome to episode seven of the official Festival of Enterprise podcast with me, Alex Chisnell. This week, my guest I chat to is Sabrina Stocker, best known for appearing on BBC TV's The Apprentice TV show. She's also a successful entrepreneur, having launched My Tennis Events in 2016 with zero capital. It's become so successful now that she runs over 400 tournaments a year and has built a team that enables her to spend just 15 minutes each day on the business itself. She started her first business at the age of just 14 and became the youngest person ever to graduate from Edinburgh Business School with distinction. The London-born entrepreneur also won the prestigious Queen Tennis Tournament aged just 12. Now, like most entrepreneurs, she's got her eyes on other opportunities. And if you come and see her live, you'll be able to find out exactly what she's doing now. You can join her for free by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk and claiming your free ticket to see her at Olympia in London on April 28th, 29th. Join us also for the full episode when we chat about the pros and cons of being on The Apprentice, the benefits of public speaking and adding additional revenue streams to your business. I knew I wanted to study business, but a bit of a geek at school, straight A's, wanted to get into physics or economics. I didn't want to study business because I don't think you learn much in a business degree. Mm. I think it's good for the corporate world, but not for a startup. Um, so I kind of found a loophole in the system and went straight to my MBA. Did you? Yeah. I was going to say, because I looked at that and I thought, how did you manage to go from yeah A-levels to doing an MBA? I, 
Um, <laughs> There's a loop in there somewhere <laughs> that might have been closed since. Well, I got I got distinction in my MBA. Um, right. So because I got onto the starter course, I got you know near full marks in all my exams. They just let me straight go onto the MBA, which was amazing. And you still um, still studying today? No, finished, graduated. Graduated. Youngest person to graduate with the grade I got, so very very happy. Indeed. And do you think, um, because I was was looking at the background thing, what's your opinion? Do you think um, successful entrepreneurs are are made or or are they born? What are your thoughts on that? I think they're born. Do you? I don't think, you can teach a certain level of entrepreneurialism. That definitely didn't come out right. It's quite a hard word to say, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't think um, you can learn it. Mm -hmm. I think you have it in you. But it is something that within the learning process takes out of you. So I think you, you've always got the traits. It just is whether you have the opportunity or you create the opportunity for yourself to learn that you have those traits within you. Mm. So do you think um, people can still be entrepreneurial and work for, for somebody else? I think so. But yeah. it depends on what you call an entrepreneur. Because mm. for me, it means that you're not being reliant on your time. And I think now there's a, a big divide between are you giving up your time to make money, in which case I don't think you're an entrepreneur. You'll just create yourself a job. Yeah, no, I, I wholly subscribe to that. And I've, and I've been there as well when you you, you start a business um, because you don't want to have a boss. You want to be your mm-hmm. own boss. But before you realise it, you've just traded one job for another. And actually, this new job... You so actually, much harder. So much harder. <laughs> you, you work twice as much. You earn half the amount of money and you have four times the amount of stress. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that is not uh, the dream. No, but it's it's a reality to so many, you know, people. I think if there's if you're still training in what you want to do and suddenly, you know, you end up in hospital for two, three months, which is what happened to me, and you come out and haven't got a business, you never had a business in the first place. Mm. Whereas if everything's processed and got systems in place, you've got staff doing the job, you don't physically have to be there. Yeah. Then I think you can define that as being a business person. So so rewind to that then. So tell me what what happened? Did you get injured playing tennis then? Um it's actually earlier this year. Um, I was in hospital for two months. Uh, don't know what the cause was, um, and you know I, I came out and it was fine. The business was still running, but right. if I hadn't have got it to a place where, you know, it was running itself, then mm. I would have lost it. Interesting. So, did you have you changed things since then as well, like with regards to systems and processes and going? Actually, that was, you know, it. We survived, but that was a bit of a wake up call, and now I need to do X to get to Y. Um, I think half I did. Um, I think I've fine-tuned it now. So, I, you know, I only it's quite bad. I only spend about 10, 15 minutes a day on my business and I'm starting my new business. So I've now got it into a place that I don't really do much apart from if there's any kind of high-level strategic planning, in which case I tell someone the plan and they do it. Mm-hmm. So it's great. So what do you do on a daily basis? Literally just check in with the business? Just, just check my emails. Just send a couple of text messages, make sure everyone's happy. So do you, so do you um, okay, so so yeah, yeah, very nice, sounds very good. I, mean, I have other things that I do now in, in the spare time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you have somebody then that you trust implicitly that, that you've, say, recruited um, that's in a position that you can be so, you know, ha- relatively hands-free? Yeah, I've got, you know, two right-hand guys, um, both amazing. One of them used to be an intern for me um, and does everything f- for me, basically. So every single day I know exactly what's getting done. I just have to make log on, make sure that everything's getting done. Um, and for whatever reason that he got ill, he didn't want to continue working for me, then everything's so operationalised that I could just hand it over to somebody else. And with that business then, uh, and that's my tennis events, yeah. yeah? So 
to rewind a little bit because this is interesting. So um, you run, and this is probably out of date information, but 400 plus tennis events a year? That's correct. Okay. And what type of events are there? Are they complete mixture from um, like corporate down to getting juniors into tennis or? Um, so we have two main that we do, one corporate. So cardio tennis, team building days, even apprentice style tennis days. They're fun, they're fun. Uh, And then the second is um, LTA-sanctioned tournaments. So for regularly competing juniors, majority being kind of the the 8 to 10 market, but then the other being the 10 to 18 market. And you can run them? Yes. They're very fun. I'm actually a national referee. Are you? Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's a bit geeky, isn't it? No, 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 that's cool. Um, Okay, so you... And and do you think, therefore, that, that... business has got to a certain level um and you can't grow it anymore or is there a ceiling to it i think i could grow it if i wanted to but i'm really happy where it is at the moment um we've got a team of 42 we've got 10 venues with you know the biggest event company in the uk Mm -hmm. i'm happy where it is and Again, I think the true spirit of an entrepreneur is that you just don't want to have one business. You want to have several. Yeah. And if I spent the next 10 years really investing into this tennis business, um, and there's only, you know, there is only so much tennis business can grow, yeah. then if everything falls apart, I'd have nothing else to go on to. Mm. So I'm in a place now where launching a new business, but allowing the current one to keep running in the background. And um, interesting to know, what, what do your family and friends think? Because you, you, um, I remember looking um, when I when I knew we, we were going to meet up for the first time at the at the festival of enterprise and, and looking at your Instagram and there was I think it was your birthday and there was like two balloons and there was like a, <laughs> a four and a two and I was like going I'm sure she's not forty two <laughs> clearly they're the wrong the wrong way around but um, yeah what do what do your parents and friends think um, uh, they're so supportive actually uh, my friendship group has massively changed in the last year mm. one because of the show and two because. You know, the majority, 80% of my friends were in nine to fives. And I find that really hard because if I'm not meeting other people on my same level, then I'll never be able to push myself mm-hmm. because I think it's it's a massive mindset game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're really, really supportive. So and that really helps. I, I, I bet it does. And to, I, I totally get that as well. But most people or a, a large percentage of people, shall I say, um, you know, I, I include myself in this group, you know, you constantly getting different offers to start new businesses or partner with other people mm-hmm. on, on new businesses. And I, I get that on a quite regular basis as well. And I think the the danger for a lot of people is they choose to start a new business before the current business. 100%. And I've done that myself by trying <laughs> to expand a sports injury clinic business um, from one site to multiple sites. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't have the systems or the processes in place. So in the end, you know, one was doing really badly, one was doing really well. So you're robbing Peter to pay Paul and it's yep. on foundations of sand. So um, I call it shiny object syndrome. Snap, me too. <laughs> yeah, But I heard one today on a Stephen Bartlett podcast and he had an American author on there and he called it shiny pony syndrome. I was like, what the hell? What's a shiny pony? <laughs> I like that. But you get a shiny unicorn. That can be yeah. our new thing. Okay. Um, especially coming off something like The Apprentice. I get so many messages every single day. Do you want to start a business? Hmm. Would you like to go into you know coaching and consulting? Or the third one is profit share. And I okay. stay away from profit share 100% of the time because if I'm working on somebody else's business and have a percentage, usually it's 20, 25%. It's not me making the calls. 
and it's mm. not me helping them out. It's all about them because it's their business. Mm. And I think, especially if you're not an established business person, which, you know, I'm not, I'm, st- I'm still young. I'm still a baby business. I'm still a baby businesswoman. Um, if I start taking on too many things, I lose the focus on what actually really matters. And that's growing my business. Mm. Um, and when you say profit share, um, what kind of businesses are they or what kind of offers out of interest then so random Um, (laughs) so random (laughs) everything from um other a lot of sports companies contact me a lot of personal trainers a lot of people wanting to start an online business so kind of the sport fitness phase contacts me a lot Mm -hmm. other ones is makeup lips like lipsticks and stuff and i'm thinking i don't know anything about makeup yeah so i can help them on a coaching basis which i have done but I'd never, you know, go as a business mentor taking a percentage. And is that they've already got a business and they want you yeah. as like face and what you've learned, experience to... It is, um, which is why I do a minimal amount of coaching. But if, you know, we're turning over X amount a year, me actually coming out for a day and helping them means that I'm coming out of what I'm meant to be doing every single day. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, so I, t- I totally get that with regards to um, wanting to start a new business. Yeah. Um, so, so a couple of things to, to dive into. So, so um, what is the new business for those who are listening to this in January 2020 and beyond who might not uh, know what you're up to? Awesome. Uh, so it's called Active Dragons, and I love the name so much. Um, and there's different strands of it. So we're looking at launching an app, an online learning platform, um, and then also summer camps and courses. So looking at the four C's, so communication, creativity, critical thinking, and collaboration, and teaching that within business to seven to seventeen year olds. Seven to seventeen year olds. Okay. And is is that um, privately or partnerships with schools, education authorities? How's that? Um, so a mixture of top down and bottom up. Is so that... working with so really randomly. Um, I've been asked to go in and consult for the government, which is amazing. Um, so I'm in contact with a lot of ministers and a lot of MPs at the moment. So looking at putting it into the curriculum as well as bottom up. Oh, so targeting individuals okay. who want to get their kids doing something different. How did that come about? I don't know. Is that another one of those it, random just, messages? It just happened, honestly. Um, so uh, I'm interview- interviewing the Secretary of State for Brexit next week um, in Parliament, which would be amazing. Uh, I've been invited down to Westminster and creating my own focus group, all because of, you know, the perception of social media, my appearance and PR from The Apprentice, mm-hmm. um, and then meeting me and, and being impressed, really, which is something that I never would have thought would happen. Don't forget to get your free ticket to this April's Festival of Enterprise at Olympia in London by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk. Whether you're an established entrepreneur or a business looking to exhibit or sponsor our next event, get in touch at the Home for Entrepreneurs by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk.